Welcome to Seen and Heard in Edmonton, the podcast about bloggers and podcasters in the capital city of Alberta. I'm your host, Karen Unland, and joining me today in his living room studio is Taylor Chadwick, the delightful host of What It Is, a podcast that covers Edmonton's art scene. We're also lucky enough to have Brian Burgum here looking after our sound. This episode of Seen and Heard in Edmonton is brought to you by CKUA Radio, which is in the midst of its fall fundraising drive. And you'll hear more about how you can support Alberta's original radio later in the show. So, Taylor, thank you for having me in this beautiful uh, setting. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much for joining us in yeah. Living Room Studios. Yeah, it's impressive what you have here for... Uh, sharing the arts with Edmonton. Yeah, I mean, what we're recording on is like two vocal mics. Uh, Brian's on mic over there as well. So yeah, we have all this stuff. We record onto a Mac, just like almost every other podcaster uses a Mac. Mm-hmm. You said we're in like living room studios. We're, we record wherever. Right. We'll record in offices. We'll go to theaters. Like a lot of times we'll go and we'll just be in a rehearsal studio or someone is like on their lunch break and we're in their lunchroom area. Uh, yesterday we recorded with... Uh, Northern Light Theater and we were in a dressing room so it really just what we like about it is that we can bring the show anywhere and still have the same control over the audio that we would in any other space so how do you describe what what it is is about? Uh, I describe it as an arts interview show where anything can and will happen. We really started out, um, Chris Cook and I, the kind of seed of this show was, uh, actually I was having a conversation with Jill Pollock, who is a musician here in town. I was sitting with her outside of the artery and we were just kind of talking, but we weren't really talking, we were riffing. We were just being silly and saying ridiculous things like uh, people in our industry often do. And I'm hoping that many people just get silly sometimes because everyone should get silly sometimes. Uh, and I was just like, man, like we could record this because I was listening to a lot of podcasts at the time. I was like, we could record this, talk to Chris uh, Cook that same night. And he was like, yeah, man, let's make a podcast. So it really started out as our love for a particular podcast that's very popular called Comedy Bang Bang. That's out of Los Angeles, hosted by Scott Ackerman on the Earwolf Network. Highly recommend a lot of their shows, very all comedy-based. Uh, a lot of them are comedy-based. We love that show and the character aspect. They bring on actors, improvisers, com- comedians who play characters, and we were very convinced that we could do that just as well as they do. Um, I'm not too sure that we landed <laughs> uh, as successfully as they do, but we kept it going for a while where we'd bring on a guest, we'd talk to them about their work, and then some weirdo, as we referred to them, would show up and maybe keep things on track, maybe get things off track, mainly get things off track uh, was kind of the goal there. And that was why what it is came about. It's like, well, it'll be what it is based on who we get in the show. As we've kind of gone on, um, listener input has become really important to us. So uh, people were like, you know, the characters, eh, I don't really, I'd rather hear from real people. And we totally understand. So we kind of, we keep some of the characters. Some of them are still around, like Colton Taylor Thomas, who's yes. our uh, resident bro. He's still around. Uh, and Dale Motherford, who comes by every now and then. But for the most part, a lot of the weirdos have f- fizzled away. And uh, I've kind of gotten away from making sure we have that in every show. I like it every now and then, but it's got to be the right guest, the right kind of combinations. I feel like we're getting better at figuring those things out into who and how we should get things going. Uh, the games is where I'm starting to get more of my fun in, um, is uh, trying to just come up with weird, ridiculous games to come up with two or three new ones in the past few months. Some of them work better than others. Uh, (laughs) 
the one you did with uh, Doug Hoyer and and um, oh the Google did, one, yeah, yeah. Was, so like fill fun. in yeah. the Google blank, yeah. yeah. What was yeah. it called? It was like what what you Google, I think yeah. it was called. Yeah, uh, we'll do that one again because that was pretty fun. Do you think part of the reason your audience was saying, yeah, not so much the characters, I just want to hear from the people, is because they recognized you were filling a really important gap in arts coverage in Edmonton? I don't think we consciously realized that. I think that um, when people like you tell us that, then we realize that, oh, okay, we are doing something worthwhile here. We didn't have, I remember more than a few instances where people, we would wrap up a recording session and they would say, this is really cool. Mm-hmm. Like, this that was, is awesome. I'm glad that you guys are doing this. And yeah, like, that happened really early on, but people have stopped saying that now that they're used to us <laughs> and they've been on the show more than once. We're old news now. Yeah, totally. Everybody's doing that now. But what I think yeah, it helps us to stand out a little bit because there are some awesome uh, Edmonton podcasts and we'll talk about them in a bit. Mm-hmm. It helps us stand out as we are guest focused. Yes. Um, so we bring on somebody and it's all about them. It's not necessarily about me. Um, I do often, if I feel inspired to tell a story from my life, I totally will. I'm totally comfortable doing that. But I really like the focus to be on the guest. And I think that that is something that people don't see in the city is us kind of putting our... Um, Artists, because we, we started mainly in actors because I'm a theater artist. Brian's in, in the theater community. Chris is in the theater community. So these are people that we know. Right. And we know the really good ones. And we can get the really good ones, the really popular ones in to talk to us. So uh, it's since, since branched out, which I love because I, I always wanted that. I just never knew where to meet all these amazing people that I have met, uh, like yourself. And I mean, I'm thinking back to last episode, we didn't have, we haven't had a, a theater artist, like just theater focused in a, in a while. Uh, D- Doug Hoyer and Dan Taylor were on recently. We had success 5,000 and Dan, uh, Clark on uh, earlier in the year. So like, these are people that aren't necessarily the theater people anymore, which is really awesome for us. But I think that, uh, the interview aspect, keeping and putting our people, uh, and making them, I don't want to say important, but, making sure that people know that their stories are valid too and that what they do is really interesting and who they are is really interesting. I would love to, like, I'd love to have you on the show sometime, Karen, talk about what you do. Because it's like, because I think what you do is really interesting and the the support that you put behind the community that's kind of bubbled up in the last two or three years in the city of Edmonton. Yeah, I I think that um, paying attention is a great gift to to give to people, Mm -hmm. and and that's what you guys do. It's almost like a journalistic approach, even if you don't think of yourselves as journalists. Mm -hmm. I think you are doing, you are committing journalism on what it is. that's thank you, and uh, uh, my friends in journalism school would be enraged to hear you say that. <laughs> uh, oh, the thing that I actually called ourselves uh, about two years ago—I haven't used this word in a while. I'm looking at Brian because I did use it around him. Was archivist? Mm. Is that we're archiving, especially in the theater industry, we're archiving the shows that are going on at that time because theater's so time focused mm-hmm. that we'll have a show in April of 2012. And if you want to know what was going on in the theater industry in April of 2012, well, our podcast is actually a pretty good place to go do that because we have the arts news and we had probably guests who were doing shows at that time. So that was something that I was thinking about. And in uh, when I'm applying for things with the podcast and awards. We've been nominated for a couple different awards and stuff. And whenever they're like, why are you vital? I always use the word archive and archivist because that makes it seem like you have some sort of plan on the back end of things, which we kind of don't. (laughs) Uh, One of the most striking episodes that you did in my memory is right after the Roxy Theater burned down. Mm. It was really raw because it just happened maybe that day or the day before. Uh, Two or three days before we recorded. I think. Um, 
Yeah, and like I was right there, right? Yeah. I for Theater Network, yeah. um, the company that ran the Rocks Theater. Um, yeah, no, it was it it, it was funny because I look at those episodes, and before the episode before the Roxy burned down was with Morgan Smith, whose show was going to go up on the Roxy stage, and it was called. Free of Problems was the name of the episode. Then the episode immediately after was called But But Problems. And I didn't realize the kind of uh, weird universal thing that we were playing with there uh, until I looked at those titles. Uh, And I haven't listened to that episode because I... I, uh, I, I know that I kind of, I, I was really choked up about it. And the people we had on were really choked up about it. It was really raw for me. But yeah, I should go back and listen to that one because I don't even remember what I said. You did a great job and it made me cry. And, oh, wow. it, and it was really um, just a good way of covering the aftermath of that theatrical tragedy. Yeah, it was. She went out in dramatic fashion. Yeah. (laughs) I think for me, the biggest thing, if I can talk a little bit about that, is that that wasn't my venue. That wasn't Theater Network's venue. That was everybody's venue. That was people who saw movies there in 1940. You know, we, and it's funny, I cursed those old folks that came into the Roxy and were like, oh, I remember when it was a movie theater and I had my first kiss over here. And yeah, 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 come on. Come on. <laughs> but like, I would kill for that again. Yeah. I would I would love to have that interaction again. Um, so it's weird the things that you don't really realize you miss until they're gone. Are there things that um, you like to do on the podcast that are different from what your audience responds to hmm. the most? Or are you in alignment? Chris and I love to goof around. We love love to do the character stuff. Uh, I would love to do a character sometime, uh, and Chris loves to do the character stuff. Brian's done a character before. Skug McGuggins. God, let's not bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> so like, even he got into the spirit a little bit too. Um, but yeah, I think that that's the thing that I think that people don't necessarily respond too strongly to that. I think that we would do more of that if we recorded every week and if we did a show every week. But I think that with the bi-weekly release schedule that we have every two weeks, and I think if we did it every week, Chris and I would feel a lot more comfortable uh, wasting everyone's time. <laughs> um, I think with the two-week thing, we just want to do what people want to listen to because ultimately we want people to listen to the show and to enjoy listening to it because it is a long show. Um, we don't do 45 minutes. We generally are over an hour. Yeah. Um, so we want it to be a, an interesting thing to listen to. Um, some people, if I can do a call out to my audience, yeah. if you're listening... I, we encourage you to stop listening and listen again. Like you don't have to listen to the whole thing in one <laughs> shot. That's not necessary. Because I think about myself or Chris, who how we listen to podcasts. And I listen when I commute and when I walk. Right. And I'm listening to shows in pieces. Yeah. I never get through a whole episode of something. Very rarely do I. And Chris is listens to them all the time in rep, uh, like over and over because he mows lawns for the city. Okay. So he's just listening to them all over and just listens to the whole thing. So we all kind of experience them in different ways but I do know that a lot of our listeners listen right on the website. Not everybody yeah. will sit at their computer for an hour and 10, hour, 15 minutes. Yeah. So I encourage people to drop in and drop out, but try to listen to the whole episode. Yeah, it's yeah. good to the end. Yeah, good to it the is. Last drop. We, do, we, don't, we don't lose energy. In fact, sometimes we build <laughs> energy it, as yeah. we get to the end. Uh, now, you mentioned that you've branched out into musicians and comedians and all you, kinds of people that you have as guests, but but theater is your bread and butter, and yeah. you go particularly hardcore during Fringe and mm-hmm. Next Fest. Mm-hmm. So what, what, what do you see your role is there during those big theater festivals? Um, we're doing two things. We're providing the artist with an uncensored place to talk about their work where there's no judgment and there's no, you can't say this, you can't talk about this. 
think. You can say whatever you want to. Uh, and then for the audience, we allow them to hear that directly from the artist. I get so tired of sometimes like, you see this show, it's, you know, and the common question, like I, the question, I'll, I'll tell you this, the whole reason I started this show is because I hate one question that people often ask theater artists. Why should people see your show? That question is terrible. Right. It's like, you know why they should see your show? Because this person is really interesting. Yeah. And so the, the podcast is really a way around that question so that uh, the people listening just get a sense of who the human being is. And yeah, we're going to talk about what the show is about and all that kind of thing. And especially in the fringe ones, like sometimes I'm just meeting these people and just hearing about their show for the first time as they tell me about it. So it's like, I try to immediately get into, okay, that's great what your show's about. Well, why did you want to write it? And what are you trying to get from people? And why do you, you know, I always want to know why. Why, 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 why? Right. Um, so I think that what we provide at those times of year is a chance for people to um, explore. And at the fringe, like, I hate to toot our own horn, but we covered more shows than any of them. Like maybe the journal covered way more, and View. Like they cover in print a lot more. They have a lot more manpower. But we're three guys interviewing, we did 65 uh, individual interviews and that's 70 plus shows because some of these people were promoting two shows. And in some of these interview sessions, we had two or three people. Yeah. Um, So it was a lot of work and we were very, very tired. Am I right? (laughs) Were we... On the what? Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Still uh, I was just taking a post for <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, it, it was a real big undertaking for us this year, but uh, the fringe was really good. Like they were just like, you know, got us a space and they were like, you can park right on the grounds. So we parked right on the grounds and loaded all the gear right there. So it's always nice to have that support of the organization. Yeah, totally. You know, when we when we, this little upstart podcast now gets uh, parking passes and media passes. Yeah, Sweet. totally, totally. Sweet. Yeah, there are, but I, and it took a while for that kind of thing to happen. Like all that stuff didn't just occur. Mm-hmm. Um, people, we had to prove we were worth it, yeah. you know, and uh you know, people are starting to reach out to us, which I personally like. I, I think that makes it makes my job way easier. Yeah. Because um, otherwise, I'm just going to look at what's going on in the next month, and then I'm going to call up the, the the media person for that company, and I'm going to say, "Hey, I want to talk to your people," or I'm going to call. I'm going to do what you're not supposed to do in the theater industry, which is just talk to the actor and be like, "Hey, you want to come by and talk about the yeah. show?" Because <laughs> in the theater industry, you're supposed to go through stage management to production, and then they go to the actor and yeah, 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 avoid all those things. Just go right to the source. <laughs> Bad, bad. Um, you've got a survey up on your website mm-hmm. seeking um, guidance from your your listeners. Mm-hmm. A little bit more metrics than you get from how many downloads. Yeah. Um, are they saying? Have you been dove into that data? And yeah, yeah, I've been uh, paying attention to it. It closes this week, okay. or when is this coming out? I don't know. This Sunday. Yeah, so it'll be closing this week. This will be the final week for it. Um, and the. I go to what it is podcast.com. Um, <laughs> the information we're getting from there is uh, is really positive this year. Last year it was more mm, try this and try it. You know, we want to see less of this and more of this. And uh, the big comment we got was like more interviews. And it's, instead of more episodes, we took that as like, well, let's do two interviews per episode. The episode that we uh, released on Friday was exactly the same thing Cassie Hardy and then Trevor Schmidt and Ariel Rombo. So uh, two different sessions and uh, trying to get more voices on the show in that way and more diverse voices as well. So that's something we try and uh, try and do there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have more goals for season four? Um, you know, people, one of the comments that we got recently was I'd love, like they'd like the episodes to be shorter. Um, I've received that note from other people on the team. Um, so uh, 
We will try to keep them shorter, but they're still going to be over an hour. The people we talked to are really interesting. And one of the things that uh, people may not know is, and they we got this suggestion this year, is that they'd like us to edit the interviews. That's a lot of work for Brian. Right. And that's also not the point of our show. The point of our show is it to be an uncensored thing. I don't want it to be perfect. I want people to hear me screw up and say the wrong thing. And the, I love the fact that I consistently say people's names wrong. <laughs> like, even in the recent episode that we did, I said, Ra- it's Rambo, uh, Ariel Rambo. And I said, Ariel Rambo. And then, and then she's immediately, the first thing she said to me is, you need a different job. And <laughs> I love, I love interactions like that. That's why I listen to podcasts is right. because I want to see those kind of weird, real things happen. I don't want it to be this perfect, polished little thing. Well, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll ask Taylor uh, and Brian, if he wants, what local blogs and podcasts that you guys love. Great. This episode of Seen and Heard in Edmonton is brought to you by CKUA Radio. And today I'm talking to CKUA Content Director David Ward. Welcome. Thank you. Now the fall fundraiser runs October 15th to 25th. What happens during that time? We set aside our regular programming. We have a lot of fun, first and foremost. And it's certainly a bit of a gratifying love fest because our core listenership answers our call for uh, financial support. We change up our programming somewhat. We put usually two hosts on the air at the same time. They talk about music. They encourage people to donate. People call or pledge online from all over Alberta and beyond. We tell stories. We have some laughs. We play some (laughs) interesting music. It it really is a lively time for 10 days. It feels like you're raising community as well as raising money. There's a lot more talk than there normally is in our programming. But uh, the evidence that I've seen initially is that our audiences go up. Mm. I think it's just a human thing. People like to hear people talk. And if you are in the CKUA frame of mind, now you're hearing announcers who normally are just there by themselves. You're hearing them interact with other hosts who you may know from other programs. And the, the conversation is unlike what it is normally during our programming. And then you're hearing all these acknowledgements and stories from our listening community. So the community has a chance to bond for 10 days. Listen to CKUA Radio online or at 94.9 FM in Edmonton. And be sure to donate during the drive at CKUA.com. So Taylor, tell me what local blogs and podcasts that you enjoy. Sure, I'll grab my handy dandy little list that Excellent. I uh, scrawled some stuff on. First of all, she mentioned our show first, so I have to. Uh, Jenna Marinowski, who uh, has been on your show, yeah. uh, writes afterthehouselights.com. It is the, other than Liz Nichols' uh, stuff on the Edmonton Journal, it is the best place to go for theater news, other than what it is podcast as well. Yes. Um, but if you're looking for print stuff or something to read, mm-hmm. Jenna's stuff is great, and she's uh, she 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 beat us for the Yegi last year <laughs> in arts and culture, uh, and I don't get it. Dance beat us the year before, so you know we're still gunning for it. We're still going for it, but I mean she does a great job, and I I nominated her for a Yegi, and I vote for her in View Weekly. I I legitimately think that she should continue what she's doing, and eventually maybe someone will pay her to yes. review stuff because yeah. she works so hard and she cares so much about. Um, the artist, much like we do, and she just wants people to know how cool all these 
all this work is. And I think that's really awesome. I really like uh, the Pulp Press. I'm a huge nerd, as you've probably seen by some of the things in the house. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I really like that that site in terms of, uh, it's thepulppress.com, and people can go there. And it's more like, it's not so Edmonton-focused with all of its content. You get game reviews, movie reviews, uh, game video game stuff. That's mainly what I read is the uh, video game stuff from Eric Silver. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course you can get stuff from uh, Matt Bowes there and Fraser, who people who I know, you know, yeah. so, uh, the, that's also a really great website to go. If you're a geek like me, that's where I would suggest you go. If you're looking for local, uh, anyway, uh, then of course I have a bunch of podcasts that I want to plug. Uh, 30 minute week is my favorite local podcast. Uh, they did recently dethrone what it is podcast entirely yeah. um, because what it is podcast was part uh, our first year we were runner up for View Weekly's best of Edmonton podcast. The next year we were second runner up, and this year we were on the list. <laughs> so thirty minute week totally dethroned us. But I still love those guys, Dan yeah. and um, and Alex. I to like love them or Ben. Ben, did I, did I say Alex? I, did. I said yeah. Alex. Alex co-hosts the worst podcast ever with other Dan. Right. There we go. That's what it is. <laughs> um, another good podcast. Yeah. But a 30-minute week is awesome. I love what those guys do. The Quick and Slow Comedy Show with Nick McQuick and Aaron uh, Moslow. Uh, really funny stuff. Uh, kind of like what you would think like comedians recording in a basement would be. It's right. exactly that. But these are local guys uh, talking about often about what's going on in the city and stuff like that. So check them out. The, the Devil's Advocate with David Ray is Awesome. It's uh, kind of, he's one of the newer kids on the block and his show is great. I think he's come up with an awesome concept. Probably, I think he's got the best concept for a podcast in the city, which is he'll, um, you bring a topic to him. If he asks you to be a guest or you uh, approach him, you bring a topic and he will argue the counter. Yes. So uh, I've, se- I've seen some great or listened to some great episodes uh, about all sorts of different things. Um, my particular favorite was when he argued with John Mick about birthdays <laughs> and whether or not birthdays are great. And I thought that was awesome. <laughs> the one I liked the best was um, the one that he did with Dan Clark. Mm. Was it Dan Clark? No, Dan Taylor. Mm-hmm. Um, I always get them confused. I get them too. mixed up. Yeah. yeah, but the pastor. That's yeah, Dan Taylor. Taylor, um, where where they had a legitimate silly debate about it's better for all of your relatives to be dead, and then they got real because Avery has had a lot of deaths in his family, yeah. and and Dan said, "So how are you actually doing?" And it was really. Um, moving and interesting, but the yeah. rest of it was also like super funny. Yeah, see, that's what, then that's why I like um, what David is doing is he's giving a space, kind of like we do, where you can be hilarious, but you can also be heartbreaking too. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's an important thing for, I, again, it just leads into what we were talking about before people, right? Yeah. Like that's what people actually do is we go from this to this. We don't just hover on dramatic the entire time, we go between different things. I would be uh, remiss if I didn't mention Northern Content Network and northerncontentnetwork.com uh, is where people can go to find out more stuff about you and about uh, our show and many other shows that are going on. I wanted to plug Oilers Nation as well because I am a big hockey fan uh-huh. and I love Oilers Nation. I love what they do on Twitter at Oilers Nation is a place I would I, I go to for Oilers news, especially if I want a more sardonic look yes. at things. And I'm like and i I'm an Oilers fan, so of course I want a sardonic look at things. <laughs> uh, then I, I want... I wanted to mention um, 
something I used to read all the time that doesn't exist anymore. Um, and that's, uh, I think it's Ben Gelinas. He mm-hmm. used to work for Edmonton Journal and yeah. he did a thing called Button Mash. Yeah. And uh, he works for Bioware now, so he's busy. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't work right for the journal. But the journal had this thing called Button Mash and I loved it. It was, it, it was one of the places where I'm a big video game fan and... I feel like in video game forums, it's really hard to participate because there's so many people and it's, and all the sites I read are big sites. So I like the smaller ones because I actually feel like when I put a comment out there or ask a question, there's somebody actually reading it who's not just telling me that I'm stupid. Right. Um, I, I actually like, because I want to interact with the writer, I want to be part of that. So um, I... Ben, if you're listening, I miss <laughs> Button Mash and I wish it would come back because man, oh man, did I have fun li- uh, reading that sh- that. So you're you're inadvertently making me even more happy than you thought because I was Ben's editor when Button Mash started. Really? Yeah. No way. I was the editor in charge of EdmontonJournal.com when we brought that blog on stream, and I used to be, you know, copy edit Ben's stories and stuff. Wow. Yeah. What a small world. I know. Yeah. No, I I loved it, and I I would wait for things to be posted, and, (laughs) and always tried to interact, and that's what I liked is. Ben was often very good at just like responding back and including you in the conversation and stuff. And so, yeah, totally. Well, I miss it. <laughs> I, I do too. Uh, one last podcast, and they're not Edmonton, but they are local-ish. They're on Northern Content Network. Um, that's whatever this is. No, it's not a sister podcast, but it is podcast. <laughs> um, but whatever this is, is a movie show, a TV sh- uh, It's a nerd cast, essentially, okay. uh, with um, Kyle Marshall and Grant Tingley. Kyle lives in Calgary. Grant lives in Laguna in California. And they do their show via Skype every week. And they just talk about nerd culture and movies. And Grant is an old friend of mine. And Grant is really smart when it comes to film and understanding the industry and in particular his his like kind of lexicon is just like he just can rattle through titles and actors and stuff really really quickly um so I totally love that there's one other show that I should mention and that's uh a show that Brian does that he just started Brian, maybe you want to talk about it. Yeah, I do. Sure, yeah. I started a, a little show not so long ago called Bi-Weekly Unoriginal. Oh. So it's a bi-weekly cover tune show. Oh, I love this idea. Yeah, so it's just basically, I mean, I chose, the first one was just a song that I liked, first song I learned to play guitar on, basically. Second episode, right away, I got a friend of mine involved, a couple of friends of mine involved that said, this sounds cool, can we be guests? Sure. Um, yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun, and it's mostly just a way for me to flex the giant music studio that I have and all yeah. of the instruments that I've collected yeah. over the years. Brian's a, a very skilled musician, and the show is really great because it's, it's really short. It's mm-hmm. really just like him introducing... Um, himself, and then he kind of talks a little bit about the song he's going to cover, and a little bit of history about the song, and then you listen to his cover uh, with that he's maybe done by himself or with uh, with some other people, and it's super short, super easy to listen to. Brian's got a good uh, musical ear, so yeah, I, I'd recommend that. But it's on SoundCloud. It is on SoundCloud. You yeah. have to go to SoundCloud and look up Bi-Weekly Unoriginal. Then you'll find it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I am totally going to do that. <laughs> that sounds it's great. His, amazing. He just did uh, Man of Constant Sorrow. I love that song. Yeah. Okay, yeah. this is going to be great. Yeah. yeah. So what uh, advice would you have for someone who wants to start a podcast? Take it seriously. Um, don't 
just be like, I want to start a podcast and then, and then get a website and do all the things that you need to have a Twitter account and stuff. Cause nothing is more embarrassing than starting a podcast, having a website, having a Twitter account, having a Facebook page, and then only doing three episodes. Yeah. The first thing you should do is you should want to do it and you should want to do it for the long term. and don't do it by yourself. Uh, I know David does his show. David Ray does the devil's advocate largely by himself. Um, but, uh, it's really just him and another person. We just, I just can't do it all myself. Right. I need, I need Brian. Brian helps to manage all this gear you see. Yeah. And I need Chris because Chris gives me a ride to the recording. <laughs> Take it seriously. Create a schedule and be beholden to the schedule. Don't be like, well, we'll release this day. We'll yeah, release yeah, today. Yeah. Pick a day, pick a time and, and, and stick with it. Treat it like you would treat anything else you're serious about. Anything else that you practice. treat it like a job. Yeah, yeah, totally. Honestly, like uh, I think that's uh, I second all of that that Taylor just said. It's just like you have to know that this is going to be for the long haul. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't, and you don't have to invest a huge amount in gear. No, you, if don't. you don't. We, want to. we got lucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's great little technology out there that even if you you can plug a microphone straight into a computer and go from there. It doesn't take a huge amount of investment, but. You know, know that you're going to be doing this every week or every two weeks, and that's a big, that's a huge part of it. I would say you should plan to, and invest in the show because mm-hmm. if you invest in it, people will hear it. Well, and also, I mean, don't be disheartened when you release one episode or you release two episodes, and not a lot of people listen to it. Like yeah. we've spent years building a listenership. Yeah. It took us, it took us a good eight to nine months before we broke over twenty. 20 hits, right? Right. Um, so, but that we just knew that that's what it was going to take. Yeah. yeah. And, and we're, we're sharing that information with you. Don't, don't be disheartened when <laughs> yeah, totally. you get six plays on your first episode and go, well, this isn't worth yeah, it. Yeah, totally. It but takes people, time. But I want to, uh, this, if you're going back and listening to our first episode, because I've seen people do that, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Unless they're archivists, I guess, if they're looking for what we were doing with that first episode. But it's not a chronological show. Yeah. No. Don't, just, it's not serial. Yeah, just, it's not serial. Yeah, no. Just take it seriously. And yeah. and treat and Brian's right. Treat it like a job. And and do I do it with Brian and Chris because we we, we kind of feel beholden to each other, right? We feel like, you know, if it's getting to like a week and a half after a release and we haven't met, like I'll get a message from Brian and be like, hey, so what's going on this week? What are we, what are we doing this week? And, oh, and, <laughs> and also no matter what, the, what type of week we had, we still do it. So like even, even when I get sick, I reschedule. And uh, when the Roxy burned down and my work life like exploded, I was like, no. I gotta, I gotta go do this. I gotta go record. Um, it was really important to me that we not miss much time. We have done things where we've taken time off, like after Next Fest, we'll usually take yeah. some time off. After Fringe, we'll usually take a little bit of time off. Um, but other than that, like we just try to be as consistent as possible. Well, thank you for all of those excellent recommendations. Absolutely. That's going to fill people's ears and eyes with good stuff. Be sure to subscribe to the What It Is podcast in iTunes and review it. It makes them so happy. You can find it online at whatitispodcast.com. And Twitter is what it is podcast and Facebook, what it is podcast. Mm -hmm. Got the brand everywhere. Mm -hmm. Uh, Links to all of this and Taylor's recommendations and Brian's um, excellent new podcast on SoundCloud will all be in the show notes at seenandherdieg.com. If you subscribe to my newsletter at seenandherdieg.com, you'll get complete coverage of Edmonton's blogs and podcasts. We're having a podcaster meetup on October 24th. Yes. Can you come? Yes, I'm coming. Yay. Because it's literally two blocks from my house. I know. It's so close. Yeah. (laughs) It's over at Variant Edition in uh, in, uh, Oliver. Uh, Search for Edmonton Podcasting Meetup and you'll find the the details and you can meet Taylor in real life. And I'm 
might be doing a podcasting thing at the Edmonton Public Library in the Makerspace on October 21st. So I'll have uh, details about that in the newsletter when I know more about it. I'll be back in a week. Thanks for listening.